millions of Christians face intense persecution and risk their lives for the sake of the gospel. Vom Oz Radio supports persecuted Christians, giving a voice to the testimony of those who have been denied a voice. Our programs inform and encourage Christians in Australia and around the world to mobilize and to stand with our persecuted brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome to Vom Oz Radio, voice for the persecutor. Two weeks ago, Tom and Joanne Doyle joined us for a conversation on how Christ is transforming women in the Muslim world. We heard some ways God is working through women to draw people to himself. Tom and Joanne are back this week. They have written a book called Women Who Risk, Secret Agents for Jesus in the Muslim World. In the book, they write about women who give up everything for Christ, even though it means terrible danger. I asked Joanne and Tom how these women can stand so firm for Jesus when facing beatings or worse. Their beginning before they prayed to receive Jesus was with the two questions they were asked before they received Jesus. One, are you willing to be persecuted for Jesus? If they answer yes, then you get the next question. Are you willing to die for Jesus? So they are ready. They they have crossed that bridge, mm-hmm. and they're living fearlessly. Um, I was in, with, uh, with a group of women in the Middle East, and I was so blessed to go into their Bible study. And I, of course, got there earlier with the leaders. And one by one, these women walked in the middle of the week at an off hour to this Bible study. Each of them has their hijabs on, just their faces showing. One by one, they come in. When everyone's there, they shut and bolt the, lock the door, and it was a beautiful sight to behold. One by one, they took off their hijab. And I'll never forget, one of the women did say, she is a refugee, so she lives in a one-room home with her husband and son. And she said when she first came to Jesus, call to prayer came, she said she got down on her knees and she just did the call to prayer with her husband. She said, now, internally, I was praying to Jesus, but externally, it looked like I was still a Muslim. Mm -hmm. And she was so convicted over time that she realized, I'm ashamed of Jesus. And she even went to those women in the Bible study and said, this is my what I'm doing, and I, I know it's wrong. And they agreed with her. They've all had their own struggles, mm-hmm. too, but she knew that she had to now not bow down the next time the call to prayer, you know, rang in the streets. So the next time the call to prayer sounded, she did not bow down, and she was beaten for it. Several times. But she was willing. And she was willing. To take that. And eventually the the beatings got less and less when her husband realized he couldn't change her. But they do pay a price that we really cannot understand Mm -hmm. here in the West. But what happens when we suffer for Christ, truly you know this here at Voice of the Martyrs, is that the gospel flourishes. It grows. Our faith gets deeper. God does something internally in our hearts to bless us when we are willing to suffer for him. And she did experience that. In Gaza, we, we work with Shireen, and she came to faith in Christ years ago, and her husband in and out of prison. And, um, you know, we just, in her story, she wanted people to pray for her husband. So we just put it in. And that's a lot of people. That's a lot of praying, you know, pick up a book. Okay, Lord, I'm praying for Mohammed in Gaza, which covers half of Gaza when you pray that prayer, by the way. Anyway, so. so, That is a very broad prayer. So they're praying. And do you know, just this week, we got a call 
from Shireen, and she said, my husband has seen Jesus in me. He says, it's clear. It's unmistakable. He wants to pray to receive Christ. Wow. So we're That's doing amazing. a phone call to pray into the Gaza Strip with him. And I think, you know, there's so many things that go into giving them the strength that they need to stand mm-hmm. in the midst of it. Bad marriage, husband not a believer, danger, whatever. But I was thinking about Nadine, and we do videos called I Found the Truth, former Muslims sharing their story. And Nadine was a Muslim from Jordan, and she said the first time she walked into a worship service, women have such a heart for worship. She said, I am choking back tears. I'm pushing them down. down. I'm just just going to explode. Hearing the worship. Seeing the joy and the love and hearing the worship. I've never heard anything like that in my life. But there's also the woman like Farah, whose husband still is not a believer. And so life is hard for those women. They are counting the cost daily. Mm -hmm. Um, Her story is very interesting in that this holy boldness that we keep referring to came over her when she accepted Christ. And her husband was another abusive man that beat her. But the next time after she accepted Jesus that he went to slap her, she just looked at him and said, no, stop it. You cannot hit me anymore. I am no longer a Muslim. I am a follower of Christ. And now, typically, that doesn't stop the beating. Right. But interestingly— it get you killed. I yeah, that's right. yeah, exactly. It kind of in, intensifies it, typically. But in her case, it did not. The Spirit of God came upon her husband, and he did lift up his hand to slap her and stopped short. And, you know, he has not beat her since. Wow. Which, again, is very unusual. Right. But he's, not, he's also not come to faith in Christ right. yet. He sees the change in her. Um, he's getting closer to finding Christ but he hasn't. So she still is living. I mean, that'd be tough. It'd be really hard. She's trying to teach her kids about Jesus. Mm -hmm. She refuses to wear the hijab. So he's given her a little bit of freedom, maybe more out of some fear that God has placed in his heart. Who knows? We'll hear the rest of the story one day when he comes to faith in in Jesus. So we're praying for him and she's praying for him. But like all of us, we each have a different story. And God is not a cookie cutter God. He deals with each of us individually and knows what it's going to take to bring us to faith in Christ. So really all we can do is stand with these women in prayer. I love what E.M. Bounds says, that prayer is the thin vein that moves the hand of God. And though we live in another country, Prayer transcends, you know, yeah. boundary lines. And yeah. as we pray for these men and women, just as what you just shared with Mohammed and, and Shireen, we have no idea how he's going to work, right. how those ripple effects of prayer will affect these lives. And we may not know until eternity. Let's talk about, like the event you just had in Nashville, mm-hmm. what does that event look like? How do people get, have one, g- have one <laughs> yeah. get, get into one? And what happens as as we as American Christians make a conscious effort to see the Muslims mm-hmm. around us and to say hello to them right. and to maybe have a cup of coffee or maybe ask them if they would teach us how to make some of the amazing food from mm-hmm. the Middle East? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? What, right. what does that process look like? You know, the 1040 windows come to us. That's the, you know, longitude, latitude on our globe. The most difficult part of, you know, the world, they need the gospel desperately. Send missionaries to the 1040 window. <laughs> and what's what did God do? He sent the 1040 window to us. The nations are gathered in every single one of our backyards. Yep. And the missionaries that we prayed for is all of us. 
Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a professional missionary. God has called all of us, Matthew 28, to go in and share the good news. So a scene gathering, meaning see what life is like behind the veil, is a gathering in your church, in your home, where we will come. And you can go to our website, unchartedministries.com, and learn a little bit more of how to connect with us. But we, for instance, with Nashville this last weekend, so we came, there was about 25 women there. As Tom just mentioned, we give a little bit of information, a ton of inspiration, and a big fat challenge. So first, we started sharing stories about how God is moving in the Muslim world, showing pictures of these women. So you realize these are real people. And then um, giving them just a little bit of Islam 101 so they can understand what life is like behind the veil and how we can reach them with the love of Jesus. And I think it's key, a little bit of Islam 101. Like you don't have yes. to have a master's in a Muslim right. studies to do this. It, right. You just need a little a bit little, of information. Little. Honestly, the less you know, the better. Ignorance <laughs> is bliss. And, and, you know, there's a lot of forgiveness for, you know, people when we make mistakes talking to a Muslim person. They realize they're in our country. We don't know a lot. But I will say this. Since 9-11, we all know a whole lot more about Islam than we did before 9-11, terminology and so Mm -hmm. forth. But anyway, if we just gave you all that information and if we just inspired you, that's just theory. We want this to become a reality in people's life because we recognize most of us carry fear. We see women dressed in their hijab, which is the headscarf that they wear, and we assume that that is their silent message to us to stay away. But it's not. We have found that Muslims say the thing that they long for most when they move into the West is friendship. And it's the thing that they actually get the least of. Mm -hmm. So then what we do in our gatherings, we prepare you, we commission you a little bit, give you that information, and then we go with you to pre-planned locations to go out where Muslims gather, whether it's a marketplace or Middle East restaurants. Or if it's Friday, our favorite thing to do is to go to a mosque for Friday prayers and meet Muslims there. And our goal is not necessarily to share the full gospel, you know, the four spiritual laws. Um, We just want women to learn how easy it is to engage Muslims in conversation. So we took these women, these 25 women in Nashville, divided up in groups. Each one had had one of our leaders with them. We went to these different places to meet Muslim women. And so everybody goes out, their eyes big as saucers, their knees shaking, they're scared to death, but they're going to do this. We go to these locations and Every single one of us got to have conversations with Muslim women. And then we regather to kind of debrief. Everyone comes in chattering like this. They're so excited. Oh, my goodness, I met this woman. She was so sweet. She hugged me. I got her phone number. We're going to get together and cook. We're going to all different conversations. And what happened? That wall, that preconceived wall of fear crumbled down. And they realized that Muslim women are women of the heart. Mm They want friendships so badly. So they got phone numbers, they took pictures, and now I've already gotten texts back that they are meeting with these Muslim women this week. One gal that we met from Iraq said, I need English, my English so bad. And so these gals are coming to her home this week. She's cooking for them. And they're going to help her with her English. They've already decided, let's get together every week and we'll help you with your English. The thing that I want to encourage our listeners is wherever you live, Mm -hmm. there are Muslims around you. 
you don't have to debate them. You don't have to, no. you know, intellectually convince them. You have to say hello. You have to strike up a conversation. Maybe it's a, a cooking lesson. Maybe mm -hmm. it's a cup of coffee together. Maybe your kids go to the same schools or you end right. up at the same Little League soccer game mm -hmm. and you could sit by them. It, it is not rocket science. No. It is just a matter of being kind, being yeah. Jesus, and, and seeing people. Let's flip it around. Let's say that we move to another country, and there's strange languages everywhere we go. We can't, maybe we're learning the language, picking up bits and pieces, but we don't understand it all. They talk so fast or whatever. The food is different. Shopping for groceries is different. And the, so the if road signs every, are different. Yeah, yeah everything, everything is, is different. different. And so then what if the people ignored you? What if they didn't try to help you when you looked lost in the store? So a couple things I would share to encourage you listeners. And number one is I think that Satan is trying to paralyze the body of Christ. He has mm -hmm. paralyzed the body of Christ because we think the gospel is for everyone, but maybe not Muslims. But remember, as followers of Christ, we are the only ones that have true hope in Christ. And so if we're not going to share with Muslims... Who will? Mm -hmm. So number one, remember, God has called you. He's given you a beautiful embossed invitation to invite them to know who Jesus is. And secondly, you know, don't be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. That verse goes on to say, for it is the power unto salvation. And so when we start sharing Jesus, this Holy Spirit power is released, and he's the one that does the work. So I would say, don't be ashamed of Jesus. Now, that doesn't mean you jump into the four spiritual laws, but gosh, almost from the first conversation, I'll let them know that I am a follower of mm -hmm. Jesus. Remember, in Islam, religion, life, everything is mixed together. So if they know that we are a follower of Jesus, but don't talk about him, they think that our faith doesn't mean that much to us. So don't be afraid to talk about Jesus, that you love him, that he, you know, just as a natural conversation would flow. Don't leave Jesus out. We recorded this conversation a couple of weeks ago, and I asked Tom and Joanne how we can pray for women in Muslim countries. We didn't know at the time that a crisis was about to unfold in Afghanistan. So as you listen to the rest of today's program, keep in mind what John Weaver shared with us last week, specifically about praying for Afghanistan. Pray that the Taliban will allow foreign aid workers into Afghanistan to serve the people there. Pray that God will use the situation in Afghanistan to draw people, even Taliban members, to himself that Muslims there will be dissatisfied with the violence and threats and find peace in Jesus. And our guests this week, Tom and Joanne Doyle, will share some other ways that we can be praying for the Muslim world. I think right off the bat, Todd, you and I both know that today in the Middle East, it everything is just up for grabs. All of the countries. Uh, are struggling their governments. I mean, look at Lebanon's government collapsed. Look at Israel had four elections before they could patch together a government. Um, Syria, they had an election and it's faked and nobody believes the results. But the, it's just a time of instability. Mm -hmm. So when there's cracks in the foundations of people's lives, they start to look up, mm -hmm. God help me. Right. So we're praying with all the confusion and the COVID and the government problems that that people would would start seeking answers elsewhere mm -hmm. than than where they normally have. And they're not going to find them in the mosque. They're right. going to find them with Jesus as they meet believers, as they see, like we've been talking about, the fruit mm -hmm. of the Spirit come out. 
uh, on their countenance. They're they're going to see the answers. So pray for them to have Jesus encounters that Bibles get in, that teams go in, that Americans will look at the fearlessness that they see in where where faith is forbidden or women who risk and say, I can do that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go. So this is the time. I think if we look back in 10 years, if the Lord tarries and realize we missed this opportunity— it, it it will be a crying shame. It will be a tragedy. They have never been more open. Seventy percent of the Middle East under thirty, they are open to the gospel. Mm-hmm. And as one of our leaders, Jamal, recently led a Muslim to faith in Christ, he said to this man, and again his name was Mohammed. He came to faith in Christ. It really was. He said, Mohammed, I'm just amazed at how open the Muslims are. And Mohammed said back to Jamal. We've always been open, but remember the door to us has a handle and it's on your side. Mm -hmm. Wow. You have to open it and go through. Very convicting. This is right after he prayed to receive the Lord. He (laughs) understood that and had that discernment. So the door is there. Open the handle. Go with Jesus. Go reach out to Muslim people here and pray for the Middle East there. In addition, I would also say Tom mentioned the word of God praying that the Word of God gets into the hands oh. of these Muslims. What's happening in Iran, for instance, in some of these forbidden countries, I'm, I'm discipling a woman over FaceTime who lives in Saudi Arabia, Wow! getting the Word of God to them. Yeah. And what's happening in Iran, sadly, is false religions are getting in. Um, Mormonism, Jehovah's Witness, that's mm-hmm. a problem in Iran. So praying that the the true Word of God will get into the hands of, of the not only the new believers, but those who are seeking. God knows whose hearts are prepared. He, you know, the scripture says that he draws us to himself. And so praying that the father would draw people to himself, Muslims, and that they'd get a copy of God's word into their hands. Amen. And Voice of the Martyrs is a part of that. In fact, I I just got a picture yesterday of uh, one of our Bible smuggling teams just after they had crossed into a a forbidden nation. And they said, praise the Lord. Uh, they were scanning bags, but they didn't scan ours. Wow, said, praise, praise God. The Lord. Yeah. That's great. Oh, that's so, so awesome. those Bibles are getting in. One of the things you mentioned, as we pray for the Middle East, that there is no substitute for having been there mm-hmm. or, or being there, praying on the ground. I know part of what you guys do is you take people. Mm-hmm. How do how do people connect with you if they're listening to this and say, "Man, I want to go. I want right. to. Yeah. I want to see. Mm-hmm. I want to meet some of these ladies." Yeah. So let's. How do we do that? Yeah, they can just get on Uncharted Ministries and contact UnchartedMinistries.com. Contact us. We don't post the trips there. That right. would be too That's dangerous. Yeah. But yeah, yeah <laughs> people can once we vet them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have had some Muslims that through their language we could tell. They're not believers. They're yeah. just trying to ferret out the believers in their country. And so, um, yeah, you can get in touch with us. We'll set up a conversation and talk. And we schedule trips to go stand shoulder to shoulder with some yeah. of these frontline saints. Mm-hmm. And I think truly some of the most amazing trips are the trips with women. They really are. We yeah. do all of them. Young people, our sons, Tommy and Josh, do Uncharted Adventures where the Great Commission meets the Great Outdoors. I mean, they'll trek three hours in to meet a Bedouin group, mm-hmm, you know, right. in, in Israel. And so all of those options are there, and um, you can be used out in the mission field. Yeah, There's not a Absolutely. gift that can't be utilized mm-hmm. out there. Okay, so uh, unchartedministries.com, if you're interested, if, if the Lord kind of picks your heart with that idea, um, contact them, get in touch with them. Last question I want to ask, we talked about praying for the Middle East. 
how do we pray for for us and for yes. the Muslims Here. that are in our schools, that are in the next cubicle down the hall? How do we pray for what God is doing among Muslims mm -hmm. in the Here. U.S.? Well, interestingly enough, we have found that it's easier to reach Muslims um, in their own country. There's more of a desperation. They come here, and life is not quite as difficult. Mm -hmm. You know, they can get a job for the most part. They, they're doing a little bit better. They're, they don't live under such a cloud of fear. Um, so they're not quite as open to the gospel. So the first thing I would pray is that God would continue to stir their hearts for truth, that he would appear to them in dreams or visions or healings or the miraculous like he does over there. And then that God would stir our hearts, that that fear of engaging them would just dissolve, that would be shattered, and that we as believers in America would seek to build relationships with them with a holy boldness, just as they have a holy boldness to share the truth of who Jesus is. Um, so important. Yeah, they're, they're ready and waiting. We meet so many Muslims that came here. This is the land of the free. I'm going to have the best life. And then they find out they're ignored. Yeah. And they retreat into what they know, which is their religion. Right. And some of them actually even get more fanatical. We need to welcome them. We need to yeah. thank them. We worked with the church in Spokane, and there was a big problem in the city council about Muslim refugees coming. And there were churches even standing up saying, we don't want them. We don't want them. Well, there was one church that decided we're going to do something different. Mm -hmm. They got the schedule from the city on when these uh, plane loads of refugees would arrive, and they would go to the airport and have signs there in Arabic, we're glad you're here. Welcome, Welcome to America. Wow. We're your friends. Now, that's what we need to do as the body of Christ exactly. and have that, like in John 13, that foot-washing spirit mm -hmm. where we're ready to just serve and love them to Christ. That's really, true. that's important. We can love Muslims to Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tom and Joanne, I love every chance we get to have a conversation. I love it when we get to share it with our listeners. Uh, I love the book. I'm, I'm so oh, thankful for you. you guys and thankful for these stories. Thank you for being our guest. Thank you for being our co-worker in the mm. gospel. Uh, and bless you. Todd, thank you. That goes both directions. We <laughs> oh feel the gosh. same about you well. and Voice of the Martyrs. We are honored. Christians in hostile nations may live far from us. As believers, we know that we are one with them and part of the body of Christ. As such, we can't ignore their suffering. If the Holy Spirit is impressing you to know more and support the work of Voice of the Martyrs, please visit our website at vom.com.au. All donations of $2 and more are tax deductible in Australia. This has been a production of Vom Oz Radio, voice for the persecuted.